Well, good morning. I am glad to be here with you today. It's a beautiful day outside. We're glad to have you here. You know, uh, what I want to talk about today is a new word that's been added to the dictionary. You know, they change. Our language all the time changes, and new words come along, and they add new words to the dictionary. Uh, One of those words is maybe the word clickbait. I noticed that, you know, 20 years ago, nobody knew what clickbait was. Today, we all know what it is. It's a a headline that makes you click on a story, then you get there and it's of lower quality or it's just advertisements or something. It's clickbait. Okay, well, a word that has recently been added to the uh, dictionary is yellow. You know what yellow is? You only live once. YOLO. Uh, I teach at a high school and I hear the kids say YOLO quite often. YOLO, you only live once. And basically, it's a, a phrase or a word they use to mean that you need to grab whatever gusto you can get right now and don't worry about the future because we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what's coming down the way. So you do whatever you want to do right now because you only live once. You may not live till... We uh, met Eddie and Susan for lunch yesterday. And Eddie ate dessert before he finished his meal. And I said, YOLO, right? You only live once. Eat the dessert first because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. And this idea permeates our society right now. I love to travel. I love to go to different places and see different things. And I mean, there's a big, wide world. I don't know if you've ever seen the Caribbean. The Caribbean Ocean is beautiful. It's not like Galveston where it's all dirty. And I mean, there's some beautiful places in this world to see. And YOLO, I mean, go when you can, right? Go while you're young. Don't miss that opportunity. Man, have you ever gone really fast in a car? Real, or on a motorcycle or something. I mean, go really fast. That's fun. It's, it's dangerous. But hey, YOLO! I mean, there's all kinds of things. I knew a kid when I was young and we were YOLOing who would walk up to an intersection like this to the road and just walk out into the road like that. YOLO. I mean, it's exciting and it's fun and if you live through it, yeehaw! Right? Maybe you just run up north of the border here to Windstar Casino. YOLO, you can have a lot of fun up there. You can drink and gamble and and yeehaw the night away. Why not? YOLO. Maybe you can uh, imbibe, not imbibe, imbibe is drink. I'm not sure I'm going to use the right terminology, but smoke some weed, is that right, Jacob? No? (laughs) Whatever it is you do nowadays, because he's that age, he would know. <laughs> okay, when I was a kid, they called it smoking a doobie, but I, that's why the Doobie Brothers got their name, I think. But, I mean, why not? Why not have some fun? YOLO, right? Or, even better than that, for those of us who are Christian people, right? Let's just eat whatever we want. As much as we want, eat till we're sick. This is a place called the Heart Attack Grill, okay? And they will serve as much nasty as you can eat, I understand, okay? 
Maybe it's not that extreme. Maybe you just burn your candle at both ends all the time. You stay up all night long because you're binge-watching Netflix. I mean, hey, who knows, right? Why wouldn't we do that? YOLO. Uh, there we go. Got a little ahead of myself. AGT Extreme. You know what AGT is? America's Got Talent. Well, now they've got AGT Extreme, which means you do all kinds of crazy, not just sing good or do some act, but crazy stuff. Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, how else are you going to get famous, right? TikTok? I mean, what are you going to do to get famous? You might as well do that. For more of us, it's more like this. Quitting. I quit. Don't like your job? Quit. Why would you stay at a job you don't like? You don't have to do that. Just quit. You don't like school? Quit. YOLO. You don't like your wife or your husband? Just quit. Why would you spend your life hooked to somebody you don't like? You only live once. You've got to enjoy your life. You've got a bucket list? Be sure you do everything on that bucket list. They made a movie out of that. You've got to live your best life now. You've got to get rid of anything in your life that doesn't bring you pleasure. Anything that doesn't bring you joy and make you happy or anyone who doesn't bring you joy and make you happy. Because, you know... We don't really know what the future holds. Ron Reagan here is an unabashed atheist and he's not afraid of burning in hell and he wants everyone to know that. Made a TV commercial about it. This guy over here is a famous atheist and he's sent buses all around England. There's probably no God, so stop worrying and enjoy your life. That's his YOLO moment. You know, this is our culture today. It's what you see on TV all the time. It's what you see in the movies. It's what your friends talk about. It's how people manage their lives. It's what websites are about. And Mae West, who lived a long time ago for some of you old timers, you know who Mae West was. She was very famous for saying, you only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. I want to tell you what someone else said. Jesus said the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear His voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Now the literal truth is that YOLO is not true. YOLO and the message of the Bible are exact opposites. Now, I'm not saying there's no truth in the idea of do what you can to embrace the life where you're at because there's some truth in that. But the bigger concept that we do that while forgetting about the future, we do that while forgetting about what comes after now because we only live once, that's really not true. You will live again. You will live after you die in this life. One of my favorite phrases through the years has been, there's, there's time enough for resting in the grave. Okay? Well, you will rest in the grave a while if you're a saved person, but there's another life that's coming. You and I cannot just embrace whatever we want at the moment 
and forget about the future. This is not new. I know it's really popular in our culture, in our world right now, but it's not new. Back in the days of Haggai, the prophet Haggai warned the people who lived then about that, and he summed it up by saying this, Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Think about what you're doing. Don't just do, but think about it. It was popular when Jesus lived and after His life. The Apostle Paul warned New Testament Christians this. He said, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You know, the life that you live, the life that I live... God has a will in that life. Christianity cannot be a part of a YOLO life. You know, C.S. Lewis said this, Christianity, if false, is of no importance, and if true, is of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. I want you to think about that for a moment. If Christianity is true... It's of ultimate importance. I heard just this morning about a young lady in Iraq, 20 years old, who was the daughter of a Muslim imam, and she became a Christian. And she made a video about her Christianity. She had made a video, actually, of her singing Christian songs and put it up on TikTok. Next morning, she was dead. Her brother... She had shamed the family by becoming a Christian. And her brother killed her. They arrested him for it. Christianity is not something you can do part-time. I know people can get part-time jobs. You can't be a part-time Christian. There are no openings in Christianity for part-timers. If it's true, then... It's all that really matters. And if it's not true, then it means nothing. It's totally meaningless if it's not true. It just can't be kind of true. It can't be kind of important. It can't be a number, another one of the list of 40 important things in my life and Christianity's one of those 40 important things. If Christianity is true and the will of God matters, you and I have to ask, what is the will of God for me? What do you think God's will is for you? I say, well, it's the Bible. That's that's right. I want to tell you a few things that it's the will of God. Number one, it's the will of God that you repent. He says, Jesus tells a story about people that a tower fell on. He said, do you think they were more wicked than anyone else? No, they weren't any more wicked than anyone else. He said, if you don't repent, you're going to perish just like they did. Repent. Repent means to change. And I will tell you, if you claim to be a Christian, but you're not different, you didn't repent and you will perish. Repentance means change. One of the things that comes along with this YOLO mindset about life is that I can claim anything I want and still be what I want. And in Christianity, that's not true. You can't live the way you want and do what you want all the time. You have to live the way Jesus teaches. And to repent means to change. 
It means to really be different. Another thing you've got to do is you've got to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. You have to believe that and you have to trust Him. Jesus said, if you believe not that I am He, you will die in your sins. Do you think that's true? That's one of those things that's either true or it's not true. You can't kind of believe He is or you can't hope He is or you either got to believe He is or you don't believe He is. And if you don't believe He is, you're going to die in your sins. And if you die in your sins, Jesus said, if you die in your sins, where I am you cannot come. You see, belief is trusting and having confidence in Jesus Christ and His Word. To say I believe in Jesus means I believe He was never wrong. We watch a TV show sometimes called Blue Bloods. I don't know if any of y'all have ever seen it, but it's a cop show. and They're a real religious family. The, the cops are... It's a big family that has several police officers. and They're very devout in their religion. But there was an episode where there was something having to do with LBTGQ. And maybe I said that wrong, but you know what I'm talking about. And the main character is talking to the head of their church, and he goes, well, you know, he says, I just believe the church is behind the times on this. Really? Can the church be behind the times? Well, you know, we've got cultures different. Women are educated now. People have freedoms now. Things are just different than they were. You know, to say I believe Jesus is the Son of God is to say He was never, ever wrong about anything. Whether I agree with it or not, and if I disagree with it, I'm the one who's wrong, you see. And if you don't, if you don't, you can't be saved. You can't be right with God. I can remember my dad telling a joke when I was young about some guy that fell off a cliff and he grabbed this branch and he's hanging there and he's praying and God, save me, save me. And here's this voice. I'll save you. Let go. And he yells, save me, save me. And he hears the voice again. It's God. I'll save you. Let go. And he goes, anyone else up there? Because he didn't want to do what God said. He wanted to be saved, but he didn't want to do what God said. That's why so many people approach Christianity. Another thing is baptism. The Bible's very plain. Repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. If someone refuses baptism, you're refusing being born into the family of God. And you can't be a part of His family if you won't do that. There's a TV announcer. Well, he's got a TV show. He's a news kind of guy named Piers Morgan. And I was watching something he did about religion. And he said, yes. He said, I'm a Christian too, but there's a lot of stuff in the Bible I, I disagree with. I think the Bible needs updated. You can't. Jesus is right and God is. His Word does not change. The other thing that's required is faithfulness unto death. Be faithful unto death and I will give you a crown of life. When I was young, I remember hearing this verse in sermons and I always thought what it meant was you be faithful all your life until the day that you die. And there's, yeah, kind of. But what he's saying to these people, these people are fixing to be persecuted terribly. 
And he's saying, you be faithful to the point that you will die for your faith. You be faithful to the point of death. You be willing to give your life for your faith. That's what he's saying. And if you do that, you will receive a crown of life. Commitment less than commitment to the point of death is just unfaithfulness. You can't be faithful for a while or faithful on Sundays or faithful a lot of the time. But Christianity is being faithful to God. And that doesn't happen just on the weekend. That doesn't happen just when I don't have something other that's important for me to do. That happens all the time with my life. And I want to look at three things that are involved with this faithfulness. Number one... Place nothing ahead of Jesus. Nothing. You don't put anything as more important to Him. Look what He said. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Is there anyone that you love more than Jesus? Anyone that you would put ahead of Him? That you would choose them over Him? Now, the way that usually works is not, oh, son, if you loved me, you wouldn't be a Christian. It's not usually that way. The way that usually works is you get pressure from the people in your life not to do things that God wants you to do. You get pressure from people in your life. You get conflict. You get trouble from people in your life when you stand up to do what's right when you choose to make us, and it's going to inconvenience them or it's going to be something they don't like and you get pressure. And the way you show you love them more than Jesus is you cave to that pressure. And you do what they want you to do instead of what God wants you to do. Now listen, when it's someone that you love that has a lot of influence in your life, that's hard. It's hard to stand up to that person or those people and say, listen, I love you, but I love Jesus more. I love God more. And this is is what God has asked me to do. And you can gripe at me, you can disinherit me, you can reject me from your family, whatever you want to do, but I'm serving God first. Not that I don't love you, but I love God first. He is the primary in my life. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. You love God with everything. He also says it this way, They have conquered Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimonies, for they love not their lives even unto death. You see, nothing, not getting extra overtime hours, not a ball game, not a movie opening, not a once in a lifetime sale, not hunting season, not anything is more important than me serving God. And if I choose to make it that way, I'm trying to make Christianity that mediocre thing. Another thing is to be actively committed to the church. Be an active, committed part of the church. Scripture says this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Do you seek first the kingdom of God? 
does that really come first in your life? Or is it just another one of those things that, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not against Christianity. I'm, do you really seek it first? That's one of those questions that the honest truth is you have to answer for yourself. No one else can look at you and know. I mean, we might conceive when people are obviously not serving Christ first. But being a part of His kingdom is not just showing up at a church service. You know, you're all here and we've got lots of our members who are sick or other places today, but you're here. I'm proud of you for being here. I'm glad you're here. But Christianity is not just showing up at a church service. There's all kinds of other things that are involved in being a part of the kingdom of God. You know, in the New Testament, we read that they were daily in one another's homes. That they went everywhere proclaiming the Word of God. Do people in your life know that Christianity is central in your life? Are you involved in not just showing up at a church service, but involved in all the other things? You know, the congregation here does all kinds of fellowship and outreach and, you know, uh, involvement in lots and lots of other things. Are you involved in those things? Are you a part of the things that go on in the congregation that you're a member of? Or are you somebody that just kind of shows up sometimes on Sunday? That's what YOLO. YOLO is, I'm going to see what I've got to do today. And if what I've got to do today is more important than what I could do for the kingdom of God, then I'm going to do what I've got to do today. There are choices that we all stand to and we all make. You know, we say things like, Lord, I will follow you anywhere, but I'm not going there. I'm not going to do that. Lord, I want to read my Bible. I do, I want to read it, but... You know, we've got this new, this new series that's come out by my favorite author. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that first. Or, I've got to catch up on my Netflix queue. Or, I've got hobbies and, you know, it's that time of the year. The plants are starting to grow. I've got to get out and work in the flower beds. And, Lord, I want to read Your Word, but... Lord, I'd love to be at worship service today. I'd love to be there, but you know, this has come up, or that's come up, or I've got this, and I can't make those choices. Lord, I love you, but, and that's not Christianity. That's not real Christianity to say, Lord, I love you, however. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. He says, don't neglect being together as a part of the church. You can be involved. You can be plugged in. You can be a part of a lot of things in the church. Or you can be uninvolved and you can have your life that you live apart from the church and occasionally just do something with the congregation. Living faithful means plugging in and being a part of that. And lastly, godly moral character. God requires His people to have godly moral character. You can't just do whatever you want to do and have, pro have faith and righteousness and still go and live the way you want with morality. The Bible says this, 
But fornication and uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. He says this should never, ever be in the church. Never. No fornication, no uncleanness, no covetousness. But he didn't stop there. He said not filthiness or foolish talking or jesting which is not convenient. Being foolish about serious things. He said that should never happen. But rather we should give thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger or unclean person or covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. It's not optional. He said this in Galatians. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I've told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Not they which do such things need to pray pretty regular so they can be forgiven. If you live this way, you're not, gonna, you're not right with God. Morality is non-optional. Now I know in the culture that we live in, people say that you can embrace Christianity and then morally live however you want. Churches are full of that. Churches are full of that. People that just live together and aren't married. People that abandon their children. Churches are full of this stuff. And God says no. It, shouldn't, it should never be named among Christians. Christianity is a way that we live. And you cannot, as a Christian, just YOLO your way through life. So we've seen things that God requires. Repent, believe, be baptized, be faithful, place nothing ahead of Him, be an active, committed part of the church, have godly moral character. These are all things that we've noticed that are important. I want you to read this with me. The Bible says, And I saw a great white throne, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of these things which were written in the books according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. John paints a scene here, and that scene is this great white throne. And everyone who's ever lived, great and small, is standing before this throne, and this book is open, and it's judged. It's judged. People are judged. We're judged out of it. Everyone is judged. And we're judged according to the things that we've done in this life. Were we faithful to God? Did we live for Christ? Did we do that? And that's the fundamental charge. That's the fundamental question. And notice what he calls what happens to these people. He calls it the second death. And I believe instead of YOLO, the proper Christian viewpoint is that you will live once and die twice, or you will die once and live twice. But you're not going to live once and just die once. You'll live once here on this earth, and then you'll die. 
And then you will be resurrected. And when you're resurrected, you will either be resurrected to eternal life or eternal death, this second death. One of those two things is going to happen. And my call to you is to think about your life. What are you making important? What is standing up as the main thing in your life? Are you trying to accomplish certain things so you can retire and then just kick back and take it easy till the end? Are you living for Jesus Christ? What are you trying to accomplish in your life? How are you focused on living? And realize that YOLO may be something we say when things go wrong. You go, well, YOLO, you know, go. But the reality is you are going to live or die another time. And you have to think about that. We're exhorted all through Scripture to think about that. So have you not been thinking about that? Have you just been thinking about physical things? Maybe you need to be more faithful. Maybe you need to take something that's been more important to you than Jesus and put it back in its proper place and have your priorities right and have Jesus more important than that thing or those people. Maybe it's that you need to plug in and become an active part of the kingdom of God every day in some way. Maybe it's that you need to morally change something that's in your life. Maybe you're sitting here going, I'm I'm all in. I'm committed. I am there all the time ready to go. I hope that's you. Hallelujah if that's you. If it's not... You need to do whatever's necessary. We always offer a song of invitation. That's so someone can come up and have prayers or make a confession or be baptized into Jesus Christ. We do that because we don't know someone's heart may be really pricked. Someone may be really ready to make some kind of a big change in their life. If you are, we offer a song of invitation. If we can assist you in some way, please come to the front while we stand and sing.